Welcome to the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Twelve and... Oh! Oh my god. I am your host. Adam Jamail. And I'm... Aaron Schroeder. Oh, Aaron Schroeder. That's right. Why the old boys? Whack 12 (laughs) podcast. The most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. And Aaron, I watched a lot of basketball. Did you? Watched a lot of quacksball, if you will. You know, okay, I'm going to come clean. I had absolute, complete, and total intentions of watching all the games yesterday. But then, lo and behold, little baby Jesus threw me a curveball. And a friend of mine ended up having car trouble, and so I bailed her out, and we ended up hanging out all day while she tried to have the mechanics figure out what was going on, and I didn't watch any football, or basketball, or hockey, or or soccer, or tennis, nothing. Baseball, softball, curling, track. And And that happened four days in a row? I like to watch all the games the day before we tape. Because then oh, it's real enough. fresh in my head. They get real a little fresh. I get you. If I watch one game every day, they're gonna be like, because mm. who knows? I'll tell you this, man. Not these games. They were memorable. We'll get into it a little bit once we get into actual quacksball time. Sure. But these games were memorable. Um, just like this song that I randomly came upon here uh well first i i heard it on reddit a a kind reddit poster put it up there just basically being like has anyone heard does anyone remember this song did anyone hear about it turns out it was a kind of a radio you know like a cool radio thing from let me read this here wow you're really building it up it's just k-o-d-z k-o-d-z this is a a parody from jan and dean i i take no credit for this i just wanted to share it because it made me laugh so hard when i heard it we don't got to play it in its entirety but this is for the 1994 rose bowl all right this is a parody of a popular song this is called oregon ducks in pasadena i thought you would like it i thought maybe some of our listeners were so i'm going to play a little bit of it here you do not remember this song from the 1994 not me, not me. I was not really paying attention to duck fan uh, to duck football when I was uh, five years old. I sure, believe. but I figured you were a kid in the area, so maybe it just came across the airwaves while you're in the vehicle. I'm su- I'm surprised, but no. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Let's hear this bad boy. So here we go. Can roll oldies of all time with Dan Mullen on oldies ninety nine point one KODZ. It's the Oregon Ducks in Pasadena. Turn it up, baby. Oh, oh, sorry. Ducks in 
Go to Hutch, go! Damn! Macklemore? Ducks go, ducks go. I'll leave it on that sick diss. Oh. So, uh, good, good shit, right? I loved that. I, yeah, I loved seeing that. You know, definitely from, from user uh, Headstar posted that on Reddit, and I just had to shout it out because that so was fun. like we got to get on that level. That is like the glory days of MIDI orchestration compositional music. It's so like <laughs> almost music, yeah. but it it feels like a Christmas jingle almost. I love it, but it's the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Wow, what a perfect thing to come into the show on. That felt great. Thank you. Yes, of course. I wanted to set the right tone. Um, so we lost all four games. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> as far as duck news is concerned, uh, which we should have a segment for, like quack news, breaking quack. I don't know. We, we've attempted to do this before. It's never really landed correctly. I'll figure something out one day. But um, I thought this was really cool. Tulane, the very same Tulane that beat USC, yeah, that came a, off a historic. Um, uh, comeback season. The year before they went two and ten. This year they won, I believe, like ten games plus a Rose Bowl or something. I mean, not Rose Bowl, uh, plus a bowl game or something, something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. The main thing is they beat USC, not especially because their defensive performance was great. It's more like because USC's defense is terrible itself. But overall, they had a really good. Um, defense. It, it was the reason why they were winning games a lot of times. And actually, their old DC, uh, I say old, not because he's especially an old man, but uh, Chris Hampton is leaving his position as defensive coordinator there to join our team uh, as basically a replacement for Matt Powledge, who he taught like the safeties a lot. He went over to Baylor. Okay. He's going to be their DC. So this wow. guy's coming over, probably going to have like a co-DC title just because it's kind of nuts to go from DC to straight up position coach, like only, even though it's a step up G5 to power five. So he'll probably have a co-DC title. It seems like that's how the landing is Well, that's not work. the first time we've had two defensive coordinators, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and we've had two offensive coordinators. Right. Crystal Ball was a co-OC. I do that's believe. right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, but it's cool. It's like this guy is proven to be good, and it's awesome that he's joining us. And, and like, was great at coaching up talent, which is maybe maybe what we need. Who knows? Who knows? 
Uh, I like that, though. That made me very happy. There's still a huge mass quaxidus, if you will, as in we have too many damn people that have scholarships on the team, and we got to get it down. So basically, and they're all good enough to go get scholarships elsewhere, you know, just about. So they're all going to, you know, they're transferring out. So basically a bunch of Ducks who have not received much playing time, especially this last season under landing, okay. are starting to enter the transfer portal. We have... Um, Wait a second. This will be the last wave for a little while. Yep. I've now, over the past five years, four mm-hmm. years, I have gained a working knowledge of how the game is played. I am now beginning my journey into how the politics of college football work. There are only so many scholarships you're allowed to give out per year. Yeah, 85. You're only allowed to. Because otherwise, Alabama, Why not just make it a cool 100? <laughs> uh, there's probably some reason. They, huh. There's, there's okay. not. Besides, 100 sounds better than 85. It I just seems rude to be like, sorry, you're not good enough at sports to come to our school for you know free they're like we demand you pay us to play this sport uh well there can only be so many people on the freaking team otherwise alabama There's could have, yeah we have it would be stupid to, i mean every player if you're on the team i get i agree that you should the walk-on thing maybe shouldn't even exist or it should be like even if you come on and you're barely making it sure you get a scholarship too i would be fine with that but um, you're allowed yeah. to take the like auxiliary courses that don't have any real usage in real life, like underwater the basket ha- weaving. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. That was exactly what I was gonna say. Okay, sorry. That's what, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now I know. Uh, uh, so people are leaving. Yes. Um, and and this includes Keanu Williams, who uh, you know, had was a really awesome. Uh, recruit at the same uh, like when he got here, but uh, just wasn't playing much. So he's exiting. There will be a whole lot more, probably like ten more or something like that. Uh, some of them that will be like, oh no, maybe, but the majority of them I think will be just people that didn't make it in the system. Also, uh, Isaiah Brevard, he's in the portal. So again, I don't know if, how much we saw of him at all. Meanwhile, though, Jordan Burke, see, we're still adding people, too. It's crazy. Like, really good recruits, though. Jordan Burke is a an edge rusher, which is, I mean, just about the most exciting uh, sp- like position in football, I'd say. There's QB, and then there's edge rusher. If you got a great edge rusher, that can change everything, like Kayvon Thibodeau. Right. Um, and, and we also added Fresno State safety Evan Williams. Okay. So... Yeah, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm stoked, man. We're doing great. We are doing great, except for a bunch of people going to leave the. Exactly. Team. I was just about to say we don't uh, have any real news about who's. Leaving. Oh, including, get like get this. This is huge. This is one that really people listen. go like, oh, that sucks. But have fun, Cam McCormick, the person who's been on our team for like seven years, I do believe. Who you know would be injured? He was he'd be like tight end number one. Then he'd get injured either on the first game right before the season started, something like yeah. that. Um, and he would miss the whole year. And he had, but he's also had huge plays. He he did play this whole season. I think he got injured in the final game of the year. But um, he also had the, a huge catch against Ohio State. Right that. 
kept a drive moving instead of being deeper in our territory. Uh, he is entering the transfer portal. And actually, what I thought was kind of fun is he's going to Miami, baby. He's going to go play for Coach Cristobal. Are you kidding me? This is not, I mean, this is, if you want players' rights, then they should be able to go play whoever they want. A hundred percent agree. Sure. Yeah. Totally agree yeah. with you. But didn't Cristobal just have, like, a garbage year? Yeah, he really did. So, but why would he want to go to, why would he want to go there? I'm sure he likes Cristobal. You must okay. actually like Cristobal. That must he. Cristobal yeah, must have been like that, promised him a lot of shit. I mean, promised him a starting role. That's probably enough. Also, money. I would hope. I was about I to mean, say sponsorship. They, baby. they got great boosters. They yep. got great boosters yep. and nil deals. Yeah, but, I'm I mean, fine with it. So do it's we. Just, it's just a yeah. weird choice to me. I would have never. I would have been like Miami. It goes to show all that the others. Everyone. Well, not only that. If I do, I need to, I'm pretty sure he's from, like, he may be from Florida. That would make it up. That would make everything add up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, if I, if you were to pitch me coming from Eugene and the climate and the way weather works in general in the Pacific Northwest and say, in Miami, there are... Uh, amazing clubs, beaches. Oh, Camp's from Bend, Oregon, so he's actually between. Oh, shit. This, so continue. maybe he just wants to get out of Oregon for a bit. See the world. Oh, go yeah. do it, baby. Well, well, that's the other thing, dude. Like, yeah, go live in Miami for Here it is. a year or two. Get your PhD or master's. I, think I know what's going on. So. Mm-hmm. He is going to use going to Miami as a pivot to get onto the Dolphins. Yeah, well, that's the end game, getting the NFL, baby. Yeah, um, I would yeah. play for the Dolphins. Oh, hell yeah, with Tua. <laughs> I think he's in. I would want to go back in time and hang out with Dan Marino. <laughs> I would want to play on that Dolphins. Well, that's slightly anyway. different, but anyway. Uh, who who else we got? What 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 other news we got? Let's that's see. Some big, from that's some big. That's a pretty big one. That's a big one. Well, good luck. Oh Cam yeah, McCormick. that's. Yeah, that's definitely a, a pretty huge one because I mean, just what he means to the team. But I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah, they're not leaving to diss you and your fan base. Right. Sometimes they are like, I hate this place and you go. But clearly, which is also don't fair. Hate the fan. Yeah, that's good. But the fan base is. It, I mean, it's clearly just like I'm looking out for myself. And yeah, you should go live in Miami. Have fun. Um. Uh, so NFL, you paying attention much to the NFL? Not since the Seahawks have been knocked out, I imagine. Oh no, I've been watching all the playoff games. Hmm. Okay. Geno Smith, I loved this. Was yeah. intercepted by Diamador Lenore. There you go. Our our old friend uh-huh. Diamador Lenore, who's had an amazing season. Yeah. Uh, like truly is a standout in the NFL. Even so, I good will for him. say watching all of the playoff games, seeing a lot of teams I don't normally watch. Mm-hmm. It was fun when uh, the when a player that whose name I recognize as being a duck would pop up. I'm like, oh shit! They just made a play in the NFL. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I watched that's Thibodeau. Basically... I watched Thibodeau yeah. with the Giants. Uh, did you see somebody... Herbert's team melt down? <laughs> I did watch that game. They went up. They were up twenty-seven to zero, and they lost. I stopped watching because they were up twenty-seven to zero. I think I did too. 
No, I think I watched that whole game because that was the only one that was really on that day outside of the Seahawks losing. Couldn't tell you. Who knows? But I don't it, remember the that, ending. It blew my mind. I truly stopped watching. Well, I, I can tell you the ending. They lost. Yeah. <laughs> they lost 31-30. Well, to 30. If we want to stay in football, let's just say Tom Brady is about to go get paid out the booty if he becomes an announcer. But oh, I mean, what a terrible way. Everywhere. What a terrible season ender for him. I know a lot of people don't like him, but that was bad. Yours truly. And I am super truly. glad it was the Cowboys that uh, took him down a peg because that's my dad's team, and my dad is happy. Nice. I wish there was a duck that I know of on the Dallas team. Because I'm like kind of liking rooting for them. I fucking hate their their racist ass owner. <laughs> but. He's also super sketch uh, in so many other ways. I mean, to be a Dallas based business, you're gonna mm. be slimy, and that's just that's just Dallas. That's <laughs> Dallas, baby. Man, I'm hot. I'm feeling great. That's how Dallas do. So, anywho, that's enough nice. NFL. Let's get back to our boys, our and boys, our women. And our women, um, my man, which one do you want to talk about first? Because we got a lot to say. Well, I need to hear that spicy intro to make sure I'm in the mood. Oh, good point. Very good I point, I guess that's also on me. I should have. Quacks a ball. Quacks a ball. There I feel is. it. Yep, Quacks I'm in the mood, ball. baby. Let's do this. Let's talk <laughs> about. <laughs> let's talk about the women first. Women's team. Okay. Women's team. I love this team so much. I still think they are like, like truly a step up from the last two years. Sure. Um. I I, I think they're really killing it right now, and they are getting better. Actually, getting better and better. Uh. That being said. We're going to start this off with, a, with a close victory over not a great team, Washington, the Washington Huskies. Though this conference right. is insane. Are, like, for real, the Pac-12 is the best in women's basketball. That's easy to say. I feel like I but, heard that a number yeah. of times on um, the announcers, people. For real, man. For even the lower tier, it is like those teams are still are. Pretty damn competitive, pretty damn good. Um, against Washington, <laughs> dude, this game started off. It was so fun. Uh, Grace Van Sluten was just dominant. Like, she truly is another level of athlete out there. I would say she's probably, I mean, India Rogers is also really, really good. She's, a, she's very consistent. But Grace Van Sluten, the fact that she's a freshman, and she has – more like holy cow plays per game than anyone else on our team. She's truly like got the gift uh, and uh, good size. You know, she's not shooting from deep or anything like that, but everything else they're asking her to do, she was fantastic. Even um, defensively, she was really good. She scored 13 points, and this is coming off what looked to be some kind of like ankle injury or foot thing that like took her out of the last game for a little bit uh-huh um right she was like boom ready to play from the start she, i yeah. don't i they probably rested her maybe a little more than they would have like maybe she I saw mean, a little less playing time i don't know i don't know it I don't know. 
How many minutes did she get? Do we have that off the top? Uh, yes, we do. Twenty-seven minutes. Jesus. So she played. A, she she played a healthy amount of minutes. I don't That's... think they were limiting her at all, honestly. Yeah, and the the science of recuperation in the sporting world seems to have advanced mm-hmm. insanely over the last few years to where I don't know. They probably just like use some kind of like thermal x-ray shot thing that sent liquid magma into her <laughs> bones so it's just stronger now and for <laughs> real i forget what i was i think it was the championship game sure i forget who they were talking to it was, it was one of the georgia's smaller receivers but still really good uh-huh. he's playing through so much pain and they're like yeah they're gonna try to get him involved early because of his, I think it was his knee. They're like, his knee's hurting pretty bad. But, you know, uh, they gave him some some good stuff or something. like. They, like, yep. worded it so weirdly. They, they gave him a shot. And so he should be more effective early on before that wears off. It's exactly. Like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there was whatever game, whatever game I was watching of the playoffs, the announcers were mm-hmm. openly talking about how a player knew – he was so badly injured that he needed to get surgery, but he was mm-hmm. postponing the surgery to finish out the season. And I'm like, that happens all the time, that dude. All the time. That's so dangerous. Just dude, that's probably our man Bo Nix. That probably happened. I bet you he'll have off season surgery. Wow. I don't know. I'm speculating, but God. it ha- that shit happens all the time. It's nuts. that's just nuts, dude. You got to take care of yourself, kids. Eat your veggies. Sip your fruits. Take care of yourself. Fix them bones. Fix them um, bones. But Grace Van Sluten. <laughs> yeah, go for 13 it. 13 points, seven rebounds. Uh, yeah, she was great. And then um, Pow Pow was actually the leading scorer for our side, the good gals. Makes sense. 16 points, six of 10 from the floor. Uh, yeah, two of five from three point land. Overall. Our three-point shooters weren't having a great time. Elise Hurst was 0 of 3. Um, India Rogers was, I believe, 1 of 6. And then Chance Gray, 0 of 4. So usually that would spell disaster for our team because we need to be hitting those threes. And and we usually do. This season, actually, we've been great. Um, I was really lamenting and, like, being cautious of that, that I was afraid we didn't have that ability Uh early in the season before the season started but we completely do especially when okay so all our shooters are missing all our shooters can't hit deep then suddenly taya hansen who you know transferred over was the sun devil you're talking about the beginning of the game here when we started out we just couldn't hit anything oh no sorry i'm already going so it was a it was a back and forth affair Overall, the Ducks had the advantage of it, but in the third quarter, which we've had some bad third quarters, it seems to be that's when things go wrong for us. Makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. You just got to warm up again a little. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third quarter, Washington really started to rally back. Uh, give them credit. They, they were pretty dang good here. Um, and again, we weren't hitting any threes, but I swear, Taya Hansen, off the bench, Every time we needed her, boom, hit a three. She was a perfect four of four, and some of them were, like, not just completely open. Some of them were pretty contested. Wait a second. So she really had a great game. We went the first two quarters without hitting a single three-pointer? Uh, I didn't say that, but— Oh, I thought, um, you, made, I thought you made it sound like that's what happened. Sorry. 
No. I'm saying I, I never said that. Third quarter. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. But, uh, I mean, overall, from three-point, we went seven of 22. Jeez. If you were to take the four of the four, yeah, you know, her perfect four uh, shots there, it would have been a pretty disastrous night. But otherwise, it's 31%, which is not bad, actually. It's better um, than me. That's all they got to do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's it. That's the uh, bar. Low bar. And uh, <laughs> free throw-wise, though, they didn't do that much better than you. Ooh. They were 12 of 19. Um, I did better than that. 63%. Yeah, yeah, you actually did better. And we'll see that free throws are a little bit of a problem in the next game, too. Sure. Uh, from the floor, they were 41%, which is lower than they typically are, uh, typically would. Filipino Shea, nine rebounds, of course, doing her thing. Doing her thing. Seems, so Hanson had, had a great game. Yeah. It seems insane that being 41% from the floor can still win you a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, depends on how you're playing defense. And yeah. I mean, you should. It's true. Good yeah. Point. 41% isn't great. Uh, it's but pretty mellow. This, yeah. I mean, that's why this game was actually closer than you thought. Like in the last like two, three minutes or something like that. Washington had an opportunity if they would have stopped us to tie up the game, but that's when Ty, uh, Taya Hansen nailed it and gave us a six-point advantage, and then we were able to just like play the free throw kind of game for that and mm-hmm. hit enough that we were doing that it it felt more comfortable at the in the last minute or so. Um, shout out to Haley Van Dyke and uh, Delea Daniels; they both were really good. Both got fourteen points for the Huskies, but. Then they lost. Then they lost. That's right. So, Kelly Graves, going into this weekend. Okay. He said winning these games against Washington at home would be a perfect way to get back into the race, the Pac-12 race, you know, which is very competitive with Stanford, Utah, Colorado, UCLA. All those teams are Mm -hmm. going off and looking really, really freaking good. In Arizona. I was about to say, I almost almost said it. I was yeah, going to exactly. look so good. I was going to look good. You were, I, yeah, I laid it up, and you were about to I'm dunk so it. But sorry. then I ran in, and I finished my own shot. Because um, you're Jordan, dog. It's because I'm Jordan. <laughs> uh, Washington State of podcasting. Washington State, they are known for being a pretty bad team, actually, in women's basketball. However, they really have improved. Pretty significantly. Okay. Um, they've gotten better and better this season. And, and this is kind of what I'm saying about, like, even the floor of Pac-12 play is still pretty good. They're not the floor. They're more like middling. Actually, their record was not bad against uh, coming in against us. They were twelve and four, uh, two and three in Pac-12 play. Okay, we were thirteen and four, uh-huh. four and two in Pac-12 play. So pretty similar records, actually. Yeah. Though um, our schedule was much tougher than theirs, I'd say, just because ours has been one of the toughest in the country. Aaron, I'll I'll break it to you right now. This is our what well, I would say our first loss against not a truly like great great team. This is sure. a, like we lost against a good team because we did yeah. lose this one, but also the in this loss, this was exactly like a couple of the other losses specifically against, like, Arizona or something, where it's like Washington State played out of their mind. They were really good. They were a great team this game. 
Oregon also was insanely good. Like, there was a point where they really, like, you know, uh, the intensity wasn't there. They just kind of found fell out of sync in the third quarter. Uh, we Again. had a pretty big lead. We were like 38 to 29 going into the half, but we were outscored 21 to 13 in the third. Wow. But then we did rally back, and especially in the final minutes of the fourth quarter, just draining threes all of a sudden. Not uh, And we were making amazing plays. We eventually, it was like there was seconds left on the clock. We were down by two. And uh, through an amazing series of passes and just a little bit of luck, but also just like uh, just intense defensive pressure too, we get the ball. We're passing it around. We, it goes out to Elise Hurst. She hits. She drains a deep three, a deep three. And this was a game which like we were rallying back with like I remember Pow Pow also had like an NBA level deep three. Like mm. suddenly we were hitting them, and Elise Hurst. Drains this three. We were down by two. There should have been like one second left on the freaking clock. And I couldn't tell you why. Like, listeners, I hope you can tell me why. I, I didn't look into it. I just was so angry and was just like, that was bullshit. They waved it off because they said of the the reason that they said was something about like, oh, there was a clock issue. So it's not like. A penalty on us or anything. Mm -hmm. Just like straight. And this is like after a series of passes and stuff like we've been playing for a while. They're like, there was a clock issue. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. Would have been the game winning shot. It would have been like we rallied back and hit the three. But it doesn't Is that a play clock issue or a game clock issue? I think it was a game clock. It wasn't like winding down. It was one of the clocks. All I'm saying is, like, on the screen in the game, it looked like we had just hit it. Right. We had just won. Well, there was no, like. Right. I only <laughs> asked because maybe if the play clock was off by, like, two, like, it was supposed to be started sooner than it was started. I maybe think they were still like the passing issue. around. Maybe they were just still passing around thinking they had two seconds left on the play clock. But really, Dude, it was at zero already. It was weird as hell. I don't know. Because then it Conspiracy cut corner. to like, exactly. Because then it cut to straight up like, oh, now we only have like, I can't remember, I can't remember exactly the amount of time, but like under two seconds. I know that. under Maybe under one second even. But I think it was under two seconds. They were being like, okay, well, um, so erase that. It's still Oregon's ball, which I really didn't get. Okay. They were like. In so Oregon gets to inbound, we're down by two, and it looks it looks freaking hopeless. Grace Van Sluten rushes in there, and like it's there's barely enough time to even shoot. Like honestly, there probably wasn't. I remember it being. Under it's like second, bop boop. You just gotta be like beep boop. Yeah, you have to be that, and they may even wave that off. But Grace Van Sluten dives in there, gets the ball. And once it touches her hand, like she's not, she's barely even turning around. She's already shooting it, and because she does that, and because of her motion, and because like the person defending her, um, she actually gets called like uh, like hey shooting foul. So she gets to shoot too, and Grace Van Sluten goes to the line and hits two, and we go to overtime. Wow, it was, it was fucking amazing. Okay, um. 
Somebody's getting paid off to make Hollywood moments, and that's the true conspiracy here. Whatever that clock thing was, it was just (laughs) in hopes of getting us to this Disney moment. The Hollywood moment could have been that three. But I mean, I guess you want Wazoo. They are the underdog. They are. They hadn't beaten us in four. Yeah. Ever. Let's like, not forget, yeah. we are the bad guys. We the bad always guys. get opportunities. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Charlize Leisure Walker mm-hmm. got seventeen point seven rebounds. Uh, Bella Miracatetti. Hope I'm saying that right. Sorry, y'all. 20.7 rebounds. She had herself a hell of a game. And then a, a player I have always liked to to watch, she got a double-double. Uh, Ula Motuga. I think they call her Tortuga is her nickname. Okay. Like turtle. Uh, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they were—I do like Wazoo. I would normally be rooting for them to upset all these other teams. I hope they make the tournament. I wish they didn't beat us, you yeah. know. But, but well, wait, also, so we go to this. overtime. Yeah. We go to overtime. We go to overtime. And then they won. And, they just start Oh, and I should play. tell you this. I should tell you this. This was a huge thing that affected the game. Filipina Che in the first half. No, second quarter, yeah. So first half of second quarter. She hits her head with another player, like a head-to-head injury, and she's out for the rest of the game. So that would, you would assume concussion, or at least concussion protocol, but so she's out. So that means for a lot of this game, Taylor we are jumping Hosendorf, all over the place here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm Second, just talking about the game. Sure. I don't want to tell it like a story from getting to middle end here. Oh, but I Taylor Hosendove. Uh-huh. <laughs> Taylor Hosendove played uh, pretty big minutes, 19 minutes in this game. And she... She played well. She had uh, she got seven rebounds, four points, but it, just the, she doesn't have the body of Filipino Shea. She's not affecting everything as much as Shea is. It would have been really nice to have her there. And there was a couple of times where like Hasenda was outplayed, where mm-hmm. it would have been nice to have Shea. I'll just say that much. Um, Grace Van Sluten. You said it was concussion uh, protocol. Yeah, definitely concussion protocol. It was, and so we'll see how that how that develops. Van Sluten got 10 points. Tahina Pow Pow got 11 points, including that deep three. It, she, I think, Pow Pow, as of right now, only because <laughs> Grace Van Sluten's a freshman and is, is playing pretty consistently great, actually. And Inja Rogers, who in this game just absolutely destroyed she's been very consistent as well as probably actually our best offensive threat i mean not probably absolutely is she scored 33 points in this freaking game six rebounds uh was 12 of 21 from the floor too which is pretty dang good um and then six of eight from three-point land so she was on fire killing it and then actually chance gray another freshman She's really starting to become a threat, too. She's a really good shooter. Um, she was 5 of 9 from 3-point range, which is good, again, I would say. 22 points overall and 7 of 17 from the floor. It was perfect 3 of 3 from Charity Stripe as well. But Pow Pow, I feel like, is going to be, if we're going to beat, the absolute best teams, mm-hmm. which is something, which is the only thing we haven't been able to do this season. Like, we look absolutely great. I mean, Washington State is not the best team, but they are a really good team. And it seems like 
we are a really good team that probably or that I'll, I'll leave it at this. We're a really good team that loses to other really good teams. And it's not sometimes like you got to be that out. guy. Sometimes you just got to play yeah. that role. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's that. but that that being said, we're competitive against all these great teams, too. So it's like, who knows? Like we could make we could rally back. Have a really good time here. Like, we can still be. I'll tell you this, Aaron. Uh, I think it's coming up. Our next two games, we better freaking win. I'm just going to be upset because that would mean we lose against straight up mm, not good teams. Oregon State is having a down year this season. And Cal. Both of those are on the road. So, yeah, that is tough. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's no excuse for losing either of those teams. That'll be a. A big blackout, out barring injury, you know, and hopefully Filipino Che can play soon. But even then, we shouldn't be losing. Hey, podcast listener, hey, come you. over here, come yeah. over here, get over here. Yeah. Huh? Nice headphones you got in here. Oh yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that what he's doing there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing. If you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know what? Uh, oh hey, hey look it, look at this podcast listener. On their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby wah, by covering wah. it up. Wah wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones, trying to get the sky waitress's attention. To get over here, give me more of that Quack Twelve podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack Twelve podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Get Otherwise, it. you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Glash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 podcast. Patreon. Come on. 
Come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. After that, though, we've got Murderer's Row. It's going to be so hard. Is that what people call it, or did you come up with this? I mean, I didn't come up with that expression, but, like, I'm the one circling the calendar. I haven't seen anyone else really circling the the calendar. It's obvious, but, like, holy shit, dude. January 29th, we've got Stanford. Stanford is number two in the country. They're an absolutely great team. Colorado is a, a also top 25 team, also really good, uh, tough team to beat. That's in Eugene. Then we got Utah, who is another top. They're actually a top 10 team this season, and they have an amazing offense. They're going to be able to score a ton of points. USC is a team that is, I believe they're unranked, but they just beat Stanford. So clearly, they're good enough. And they are, like, a, a decent team. They got a good record. Like, they're doing well. Then we have UCLA, a top 10 team, who beat us in Eugene this season. Mm-hmm. We got to go down to L.A. and play them. Then we have Washington State, a team who, you know, <laughs> is not ranked, but just beat us. And we got to go play them yeah, in Pullman, Washington. Yeah, but it was—that's the game that went to overtime, right? Yeah, that's the game we just So, played, yeah. that's a game we should have won. Yeah, but so, I mean, it was in Eugene, and uh, so it's, we had a player out with concussion protocol. Yeah, no, yeah, we're I agree. good, baby. We should have won. I'm not though. concerned yeah. about that game. Well, okay. it's like that. Well, whatever okay. that movie is, oh, that one. Don't worry about that or, one. <laughs> well, <laughs> minus Wazoo, that is still an insane run of back to back to back to back to back to back. Really good teams, either like nationally known this is going to be a huge top 10 matchup i mean we're not gonna be top 10 but they are a top 10 team or it's going to be a team that is maybe unranked or bought lower 25 you know closer to the 25 yeah and still going to be so much better than you to give them credit for so we're going to find out how like i i feel like we're seeing consistency out of this team but they're just falling short and there's even moments where it's just like they're rallying back in huge moments, but they're just losing the game. So I, I, I'm excited to see. And even if we're still losing a bunch, as long as we're competitive, I'm still going to be like, this team is still a tournament team. This team could still surprise us at any moment and beat whoever number one is. It's kind of crazy. And I'm already thinking in the off season, I really want this team to stick together. I really hope there's not too many starting transfers that's all i'm asking for feel like what Mm -hmm. i have experienced through what i've been able to watch plus what you have you know told me about it feels like what's happening over this year is that they are rebuilding that um that link between each other 
chemistry. Like you, yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, whoever it was that was like, it was a really wild thing to not be able to hang out with each other through the mm-hmm. COVID stuff. So like now that they're able to get back into that, the that telepathic thing that happens when you like know someone is beginning to form again. I think we're going to be probably going to the top final four. Hey, there you I go. I just mean, said hey. it. We're going final four, baby. <laughs> it's legit an opera. I mean, we're coming off last year, I do believe. I mean, my maybe my brain is is, is either last year or two years ago. Sorry. But uh, I believe last year, Stanford, Arizona, both were in the top four. I mean, it was the championship game. So, yeah, like Pac-12 is the best. I want to tell you just the standings here right now. Murderers Row. Oh, yeah, baby. Utah, women's basketball, number eight in the country, number one in the conference because they only have one conference loss. Stanford, number four in the country, number two in Pac-12 standings because they're 17-2. and two. Um, Colorado is ranked number 24. They're, uh, they also have a 5-1 conference record. Um, oh, sorry. Utah, Stanford, and Colorado all have 5-1 conference records. UCLA is 4-2, and two, and they're ranked number 9. Arizona is ranked number 19 with a 4-3 and three record. Oregon is ranked number 23 with a 4-3 record. So it is just bonkers. I can't believe it. Uh, and I love then it. Right, right behind us is USC. Right behind them is Washington State. And then even Washington, who we just beat. They're ten and six, like they're not terrible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, kudos to women's basketball on the West Coast because it is Shit, yeah. fantastic. Now, Aaron, yo, bro, we're gonna get into men's. I need to say though, I I barely want to talk about the first game because I'm so excited to talk about the next game. <laughs> okay. Is that fair? Well, you know, I think, d- I think yeah. we should allow the listeners to decide. Listeners, if this is not fair to you. Let Adam know. Tweet at him. Let him know. Tweet at him. Actually, tweet at Hith today and then let let me know through that. That's how we're doing it nowadays. <laughs> um. So I'll just tell you this. I mean, where where would you say our impression of men's basketball was? Duck men's basketball was last we talked. Just in general. I don't feel like it had a lot of hope in it. It seemed like, oh, God, you know, one week's worth of activities is kind of... This is why I like to also watch the games in one day so I can get the refresh. (laughs) But I do feel like we were terrible at three-pointers. Will Richardson was stepping up, was Mm -hmm. trying to keep people, you know, motivated moving forward. But I feel like we were getting outclassed. Mm, yes, that's pretty. That's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, I'll tell you this against Arizona State, a team that actually is having a his. Yeah, and only this, <laughs> the, the Sun Devils. Um, they're actually having a pretty great historic season for them. Their best great. conference start in their history. So they are a good team. Um, but they came to Eugene, Oregon, and they embarrassed the hell out of us. Sure. Uh, Basically, our whole team was healthy, though. I think this is basically our first season, as far as I know, our first game this season, where every damn person could have played in this game. 
Great. Could have hit the court. And our best players did play in this game. So that was very nice to hear. Mainly I'm talking about the person we have been talking about, Jermaine Kuznard, who was you know projected to be a starter, but just it was a long time. And then, of course, we know uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew, the transfer from Colorado. He got injured. He's been out for a while. Biddle's been playing for a while. That's good. Um, but, he, you know, so he's back. Dante's just been a beast no matter what. So everyone was back. The problem was we sucked really bad. Uh, especially we were 4 of 13 from three-point land in the first half. Not terrible. but Yeah, it, that is. It was, I'll tell you this. It was it was it felt even worse. I think thirty three percent is like eh no you you doing you you're not you know you're not great you're not you're not doing terrible though, but sure they felt like we were missing all of them over and over and over and over and over to start the game. We fell behind pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then we hit some later in the half while sure. we're already down. Like we we trailed by double digits for a lot of this game. They posterized us the uh real Real richardson got 16 points but oh great uh how many of our starters were coming back from injury in this game i mean there's different levels of starting back but I'll, i'll tell you there's been about i'd say four major injuries in this program at least so kuznard bartholomew biddle and um uh, but Biddle was I, back I, last week. Rigsby, yeah, Biddle has been back. But you know they're they're like on. I'm the just mend, trying to get I a gauge say. of how many people hit the court in this game where it was their oh. first time back to hit the court. Um, Bartholomew, I think it was Kuznard has been getting time, like even against Colorado. But it's been in like you know he's on a like a limit, right? So he's still on the men, but uh-huh. only one, I would say. Only, I oh. think only Bartholomew. Okay, and he may so have it shouldn't have Colorado. been too like, oh, it shouldn't have been like this. Back. Yeah, okay, it shouldn't have been like this. Well, because, like, you know, Richardson, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Soros, like, uh, a lot of these players have been playing, like, a lot, and there's just bad games, and it was just bad yep. vibes, and we just got our ass kicked. Now let's get to the next one, because we know this team's <laughs> Wait, bad. Wait, just real quick, how'd the second half go? We kind of started hitting threes at the end of the first half. We then go into the second half. We were down 46-29 to 29 at the half, and then we bo- well, actually both teams scored 44 in the second half, but we just kind of coasted. Like, I mean, they okay. coasted. Second I mean, half was and coasting, like, and we were working real hard to try and catch up, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Anytime we tried to rally, they'd be like, yep, here's another three. Like, sure. they were okay. they were killing it. Great for them. They, they were having a great time. But then, number nine, Arizona, comes to Matt Knight Arena. Day after my birthday, by the way. So, number nine, Arizona. They're a great team. Tommy Lloyd is a great coach. They're an upward trajectory class of the uh absolute class of the pack yeah you just had your birthday january 13th baby fuck i knew that i knew you were having a friday the 13th birthday and i didn't realize it was in january now I'll yeah know forever. Cool, i'm so sorry happy birthday uh thank you i forgive you now i was holding a grudge this whole episode i could tell now, i could tell now i forgive you there must have been a grudge that the Duck Gods have against the Wildcat Gods because Arizona has not beaten 
the Ducks in Eugene since 2015. And that streak did not die this day. Not only that, but by the end of it, it actually kind of turned into a duck ass kicking. Hell yeah. And it was awesome. 87 to 68, the Ducks win. And it kind of literally looks like, yeah, this is this is the idea. This is what the Ducks should look like the whole damn time. <laughs> Like this is this is the the Altman system. Like um, we had you know between Dante Biddle and Kolo Ware, like we had height and we just shut down Azulis Tabellis, their their best big man. Mm-hmm. He's got real like I will crush you, Eastern Eastern European kind cool. of vibes. And we shut him down. Like he was not dribbling to the hoop. They were there, and like they weren't really getting into him all that well. And when they did get it to them, they were right there to make sure. I mean, it was a back-and-forth affair in the beginning, but the dunk of the year, possibly, Nefali Dante, early in this game, gets a steal, and then is just, like, from midcourt, just like, and he's a big man, you know, he's 6'11". And um, Kirk Risa, who's, who's there, like, he's their point guard, and he's got a headband, and he is just a dude who is like you love to hate. He's a good heel, you know. When he's like on, when he's clicking, he's like can be kind of that little intimidating guy. He has not been having a great uh, season this game, uh, mm-hmm. this year, but and and wasn't very good in this game. It took him forever to even get his first shot. But he's he was standing there, but his feet were moving. He didn't quite get set. And so Dante is up in the air, like his nuts are to the man's face level, and just plows through him. Wow. And just boom, and just posterizes him and dunks. And Creesa gets called for the foul, for the penalty. Okay. And, and so it's an and one. Dante then hits oh. the and one. That was early on. And even though no one was there, like, there was not many Duck fans in the building, they were like, I don't care. The people that were there, the energy was like, it looked like we won the game on that, even though it was, like, first two minutes. That's amazing. It was rad. And then just a little more flavor in this game, just to tell you, like, it was like, oh, everything's working for Oregon now. Um, Kuznard, at one point, who was electric, he was like, looks like he's fully ready to go. Game of, so far, game of of his career as a duck. Easy to say, but amazing game. He threw a ball, was trying to alley-oop, like a really quick, easy alley-oop from mid-court to Dante. Mm-hmm. Dante's in the air. It definitely probably would have worked out. This thing had some, like, juice on it, too. Instead, it ends up being a line-drive bullet m- uh, mid-court shot for three. Wow. Accidental. He's just like, whoosh, throws it, and it's like, boom! <laughs> like, hits the rim, goes straight down, and, and they're just like, uh, alright, cool. Mid, mid-court three-pointer. <laughs> like, couldn't couldn't do it if he tried again, probably. I mean, this game, maybe he could, he probably should have tried it again, because he was killing it. Sure. 27 points, five rebounds from my man Kuznard. Wow. And the difference was... Because, like, honestly, if you weren't Dante and you weren't Kuznard, you weren't playing that well in the first half. Defensively, we were doing really well. 
Like, but offensively, it was Kuznard and it was Dante. Dante was just like a sure thing down like near the hoop. And Kuznard was actually hitting his shots. He finished his thing six of nine, nice, from three-point land. And, uh, yeah, 27 points, five rebounds, three of five from the charity stripe. He should fix that. By the way, jumping way back, I just want to say, because I forgot to mention this, and it's a key part of the game. Uh, in that women's basketball game we lost, we got to keep an eye on this. Oh, Aaron. my God. We're going yeah. way back. Okay. I just wanted to pepper this in. They did not shoot the free throw very well. And that was a game which we barely lost. We lost by one point in overtime. So let's I, keep an eye on that. Okay, I Aaron? think that has been – I think that's been a thing I've seen in past games. Mm, that's good. not too surprising wanna... to me. I feel like they are kind of bad. at three Putting a pin in it. Putting a pin in it. Okay. But in this game, which is a great, awesome beatdown, and, and like the first half, actually, it was crazy because we were playing out of our minds. It was like, yep, this is the best Oregon Duck can be, the Oregon Duck basketball can be. And it was still a close game. Like they were still keeping up with us. Um, we did have a 43, that's right, we scored 43 points in the first half, 43 to 37 lead. Wow. And then we were able to pull away. And especially in those waning minutes, we shut them down. And so we outscored them 44-31 to 31 in the second half. Like, it was a great freaking game, man. Now, against a number nine team. What do you suppose? What's, uh, what's happening differently? Is it just come down to, like, this unquantifiable thing called luck? I'll tell you this. I mean, definitely that. But there's a really easy answer, which could... Maybe get us a little more excited for duck basketball. Okay. It could be the secret ingredient. Because Will Richardson was doing very Will Richardson things in here. I mean, he has good games. He has bad games. He finished with 14 points in this. Five assists, so that's great. Um, But he was two of nine from three-point land. That is, like, two of nine. And a lot of those were happening early on. He was six of 15 from the floor. So he wasn't doing that well. And... In all the other games this season, this would have just been resulted in the same kind of thing. Like, maybe it would have been close, but we probably would have lost. You know, like, just the shooting would be bad. The difference is, Kuznard didn't need a minute to, like, he was out there. He was playing a full game, and he was great. And he was hitting shots. He was hitting hard shots. He was draining threes. He was also dishing the ball out really well. Like, he wasn't being a ball hog or anything like that. He made everyone he made Dante and everyone else around him better. Mm. And that allowed Richardson to settle in and then he became more effective. And he always was able to go like like, you know, uh, I'll drive to the basket and I'll pass it out to Biddle or Dante. And and also Biddle was hitting threes too. That was nice to see. But like it just made everyone better that we had someone to rely on points wise, because defense hasn't necessarily been our problem ever. Like, right. sometimes we've had some really good defensive showings. So, I'm hoping healthy Kuznard means ducks are good. That's kind of all. I'm putting all the duck eggs in that basket, baby. Interesting. I am going to be paying attention to him. And I feel like, man, I don't know enough to know anything but hey, don't we all? sometimes it feels like Will Richardson is 
being forced to fulfill a role that he's just not like good enough on the court to fully handle bro i think that's absolutely it i mean in basketball you got five players right, right. and it's not like football where it's like i'm a lineman i'm a receiver it's like you got five players and so that bit of chemistry or sometimes the delegation of whether it be like point scoring ball handling uh presence in the paint defense sometimes you gotta like it's just all about the chemistry and it's all about like like will richardson is like he's pretty dang good at passing out you know addition the ball out uh, tallying up the assists not necessarily hitting the threes though he has hit them in clutch time so yeah i don't know man yeah it just seems like okay the way i perceive a good leader right because that's what the, everybody wants him to be is this leader mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. leader is the person who shows by example and so you can be as positive you know you can have your mentals on such a great lockdown but if you're not performing well on the court and show leading through example of like how to keep your cool so that you're draining buckets yeah i don't know it just feels like maybe the team is not latching on to him as much as the leader I don't know. Well, I, have... I, th- I think it's like they're latching on to him, but they're losing games because he's not in that three. I think he could yeah, still okay. very well serve as a, as an awesome leader, but that includes – because he's, he's great at, like, cutting to the ball, uh, cutting to the basket. I think he's really fantastic at that. Okay. And then he's – and then you can pass it out to – like, he had a great um, – I believe it. I rem- I was about to say Dante, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Khalil Ware because I remember Dante's impression. Uh, or, or so. Basically, um, Will Richardson is driving to the hoop, and then someone I think it's Tabellus goes up to block him. He dishes it out instead to the seven footer Ware, yeah. and Ware just boom slams it down, and then so, they cut to Dante on the on the side on the court. Uh, so like we could to, say like, then, the bench, yeah, freaking out. It was great. Maybe Will's strength is that, maybe Will's strength is that he recognizes everyone else's strengths yeah. and thus mm-hmm. is able to set them up for positive performances. He, that's the goal. Is like he really is. His biggest strength is that okay. he, when he is that true point guard. So right, let's. Hope, that's what a point guard does. <laughs> You got it, baby. Shit. But they were asking him. I mean, sometimes you got a point guard who's like like a Rondo who's like, I'm truly just dishing out the ball. My okay. job is I'm a distributor. You know, I got my own ways I can score, but mainly I'm just trying to do this. Then you got a Peyton Pritchard who was like, I'm doing everything. Like, right. I can also dish it out, but like, no, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you this. Pac-12, men's basketball, um... The standings, I mean, it's still anyone's game is the it's, funny thing. It's breathing fairly well, but it may be on the verge of an asthma attack. Is that what we should say? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> asthma. Yeah, it's a great athlete with asthma is yeah. Oregon men's basketball. That's yeah. a great I, yeah. yeah. Um, so right now, Pac-12 men's basketball, not as good. Um, we have two ranked teams. Number five, UCLA, who legit is like – Competing for one of the top teams in the country. Um, they are 16-2. Wow. 
7-0 conference play, have really good veterans, really good coach. So They're kind of yeah. historically a great basketball school, though, right? Oh, yeah, baby. Right. John Wooden, Bill Walton. Bill uh, Walton. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, I have this V. So uh, I was having to do some pa- patch bay work uh, over the mm-hmm. weekend, rebuilding it and stuff. And so I pulled out some sports bloopers VHS tapes yeah. that I have. And they have this amazing one of Bill Walton in the NBA, and yeah. I'm going to grab it so we can show it on the show. It's so oh, funny. Oh, please. I'd love to see yeah, it. Yeah. That's great. I think it's um, Bill Walton. It kind of looks like him. I mean, big afro, big red afro. <laughs> Played for the Blazers the, or, the, or the, the Celtics. You know, the video quality is not amazing, but I mean, yeah, there was like a nice fro, a very tall white man, and okay. I was like, Could I think him. that's him. All right. Blazers or Celtics, do you remember? Shit. No idea. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, number 11, Arizona, is the other ranked, so they got knocked okay. down to number 11 now after their law, after they got that Oregon stank on them. But as far as the conference race is concerned, we're probably not catching up to UCLA. They are still undefeated, 7-0. and zero. We're 4-3, and three, but Arizona is 4-3. and three. Utah is 5-3. and three, And then... USC is five and two. Arizona State is six and one. So it's like we could get into the you know top three, top four. Technically, the second place is probably still on the table, but I don't know. I, I'm just excited to see what happens. Really, don't have a ton of expectation, high expectations still, but our talent is elite. Um, our coach, I still absolutely am a Dana Allman stand is one of the best college basketball coaches of all time. So let's see what happens. And Kuznard's coming out. He's a great player. Let's see if he can carry us to victory, baby. Pretty cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Aaron, that's our show. Wow. What do we got? We talked about what's coming up. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Cool. (laughs) It's less exciting for... uh, Well, I guess we didn't talk about who the Ducks have on coming up on the right. schedule. Right, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, so up ahead, next week, on the Oregon Men's Basketball Reality Challenge, up next is California. They are a bad team. We should not lose to them. The way we've been playing, we could probably – that makes perfect sense for us to beat a top-10 team and then lose to, like, a bottom-tier Pac-12 team. Yeah, sure. Stanford, also bad. So that's both these are on the road. We should beat both these teams. We honestly should. Then we got Mountain Schools come down to and play us in Eugene. Mm-hmm. Colorado embarrassed us earlier, but uh, at least we'll be in Matt Knight. And then a trip to Arizona to play the Desert Schools. Then the LA Schools. So everything's ahead of us if we go on a winning streak here if we win our next eight games people will be talking about us again like hey they're they're a team to watch out for like we'll at least most likely go to the big dance that's all i care about that's all i freaking care about is it <sighs> th- it really is that close gosh we've only got the rest of this month in february oh it's i'm just saying eight games using as a like a sample well yeah but i mean still yeah, I it's mean, like we gotta we got, start stepping yeah. up now. March eighth is when the Pac twelve tournament starts. So wow, we have 
TikTok. Start winning some games. TikTok, motherfuckers. TikTok, TikTok, motherfuckers. We love you. At Quack12 Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Quack12Podcast.com is our website, and there it will link you over to our Patreon. If you want to help us out doing this show for a measly $5 a month, you get, oh, so, so many hours of wonderful duck entertainment, including uh, Duck D&D, Quack in Time, which is the World Cup Football History Series, a uh, bunch of fun shit. It's really good. Check it out. We love y'all. Quack, quack. We'll see y'all next week. Go Ducks. Go Ducks!